0: to On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com
1: Welcome back On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket I'm Jake Bachovan, he is Eric Strickland and we're jumping back in time to a place where all Husker fans feel nice and cozy, the 90s <laughs> to talk about 1995 huskers uh paul feinbaum today surprisingly the sec analyst uh who usually will, will spew anything out of his mouth uh pro sec decided to take a, a to be honest i suppose maybe <laughs> for uh for this uh for this talk and and said that the 1995 huskers was was the best team that he's ever seen um which i, I thought was quite surprising um to hear just from paul feinbaum not necessarily that it that it, that, that that team doesn't deserve to be in the conversation, um, but it's kind of interesting to have you, Eric Strickland, along with us here um, to, to to talk to somebody that was on campus, that was there, and obviously very much in the athletic department of the time uh, watching that team. You said before, you know, uh, kind of everybody in the athletic department. Um, I don't want to say played second fiddle, but I mean the, the Nebraska football team were, were kings, you know, walking on campus at that point in time. Um, what what was kind of the or Did, did you have a, a sense at the time that they might be one of all, the all time greats?
0: I don't want to say I didn't. I thought they, I, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't have said the all time greats at that time because it still was so fresh. It was so new uh at the moment but then as you began to watch and look back and look at history and look at what they've accomplished you began to see that i mean sean merriman of btn.com he's an he's an editor and a group over there i mean they they had them number one as well um you know then they had the 92 trojans the the 2001 which that was a solid team as well the hurricanes uh then they had uh 61 uh tied and then the 99 uh seminoles uh at number five and and so but when you looked at that husker team right you just, just saw just complete dominance it didn't matter I, I I realized I saw what they did to teams during the season um in 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 the schedule that they had and 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 I began to look down at the team but but looking at the schedule you know they beat you know a couple top 10 teams in the big uh Uh, in in, in the Big 8 at that time. I mean, they beat a number eight Kansas State. Not only beat them, but they beat them 49 to 25. I mean, then they beat you know Colorado, which was number seven at the time, 44 to 21. And then they beat another top 10 team in Kansas. They weren't even number one after beating those top two teams. They were number two. Then they beat a a Kansas team. And that was uh, in November 4th. That was the first time. Uh, they got to number one. Then they beat that Kansas team forty-one to three, which was number ten at the time. Before two, just couple, you know, a couple of games before they got to Florida, in which they demolished, they killed Oklahoma thirty-seven to zero, and then they mashed this Florida everybody was talking about athletic they're they're too fast they got all these you know great players this and that and they literally demolished them 62 to 24 but then when you look back at just some of the the history of that season and they scored 638 points they they freaking the the, the one game that they um, they had the closest margin of victory and that was against Washington State playing against their fourth string. I mean, freaking, you had um, you had Lawrence Phillips, who was uh, suspended for the majority of the season, only played five games. Then you have an emerging Amon Green come in and rush for over 1,000 yards. But then behind that, you had Clinton Childs, who goes nuts for, I think, almost 400. And then Damon Benning. You had four running backs that were very able and capable at that time. Time. So they score 638 points. They average 53 points a game. <laughs> my, my. Come on, Brock. That's crazy. Only giving up 14 points or 15 points a game, 174 the whole year. And their average margin of victory is still a record. It's still today a record for um, for Division High 1 uh, college football at 38.6 point spread a margin of victory. That is sick. I don't care what you say. And they did it running the ball. Tommy Frazier, he didn't pass but for over like um what, about two thousand yards for the whole season, if if I'm if I'm correct. Tommy, no, actually, he only passed for 1,362 yards. So that means they're lining up every time they come in, you know exactly what's coming, and they run it down your throat, and they had nothing you could do about it. The offensive line, everybody and their mama was going to the (laughs) NFL, it seems like. Didn't allow a sack all year. Not a sack. Not one. One, not one all year. And those are just crazy statistics, bro. They had 17 different offensive players score a touchdown, 14 different players that had at least an interception. Jeez. 12 different players sacked a quarterback that year. That's Grant Wistrom. And then you and when you look at their when you look at their um their depth chart, right? Which was sick, right? Terrell Farley was at the week. He was a beast. Tony Veland goes to the league, free safety. Michael Booker at the corner goes to the league, first round. Uh, Tyrone Williams goes to the league, the Green Bay, first round. Mike Mentor goes to the league, first round. But not only Grant Wistrom go to the league, and in in I believe he might have been in the first or the third round. He was first round. And then Jerry... He was in the first two. Yeah. Then you have Ch- Chad Kelsey behind him goes to the league. You have the Peter brothers leading the charge, and then Mike Rucker was the third on the depth chart at defensive end. He goes to the league. So I mean, come on, bro. It was just that that's it's just crazy. Lawrence Phillips is the lead back, but Amon Green shows up, and again, I just talked about that situation all the way down to the place kicker, bro. Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah,
1: I mean, just I just just
0: just 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 stop the madness. The madness is too crazy for me right now.
1: Let's. Uh, and let's, I was on campus with all of that. I was oh, loving yeah. it. <laughs> and we'll get more of your your campus thoughts uh, here in a second. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. If you want to chime in on the discussion, James, uh, what are you thinking today? Okay, I got. I just got into the car while you guys were talking about this. So if you already said this, I apologize. But do you guys know? How many punt return yards Nebraska's opponents had in 1995? Twelve. Oh, you got it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's my favorite stat. I mean, so they five played times they punted games. that whole year. They played oh 12 my. games. They gave up 12 total return yards. It's insane. And of course, you were just rattling them off, Strick. So th- that team was. It was nuts with their statistics, and I just don't think any team's ever going to do it again. So, of course, I'm a Nebraska homer, and I'll fight till the day I die that they were the no best doubt. ever. So, good combo, no guys. Doubt. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank uh, Listen, the I just got
0: chills just thinking about it, bro. I, I, I've watched film on this team, and this is, this is the one thing that I saw that I'm hoping to see again in Nebraska football is – when that ball was pitched or it went to the, down the tackle or it was going on an option or if it there was always six people around the ball oh yeah i mean they freaking flew to the ball like madmen and it was crazy their db's it was locked down it was you know there there was just there was no getting deep the safeties were phenomenal then the linebackers were crazy in the in the blitz packages they put together you say what you will, bro. Yeah. I, I, I would love to look at the tackles for loss stats. That go, you know, if we had find that, you would see that there were probably games where they had less rush yards. They only gave up seventy one, seventy one yards in in the rush game. And I think maybe like five touchdowns or, or something like that uh, total rushing the whole year. It's crazy, uh,
1: crazy. yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's, it's fun to hear those stories too. If you if you haven't listened to the captain yet on on ninety three seven, the ticket, Rashawn Jackson, three time uh, champion with those teams, uh, you know, and he, and he brings a lot of those older guys back. It, it just the stories they have about the scout teams uh, who at well, every yeah. level had two or three ten year NFL vets on them. I mean, it was it, it was just it's just nuts. The culture was it, it was. Just, it's such a winning culture that like the competition was just off the roof uh if you just wanted to get in for a snap so i mean it, it was crazy mm-hmm. uh let's hit oh we lost Derek there sorry about the noise there maybe we'll double check <laughs> i think we lost Derek. uh Derek, if you're out there listening uh maybe try to give us a call back and we'll get you uh get your thoughts on the line um for what it's worth there are people out there that will argue other teams out there the 2001 miami hurricanes probably come up uh more than anybody because they're, they're, their the roster was just absolutely stacked i mean to go up and down and and look at it 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 really it still blows your mind if you go back and you watch those guys in their NFL careers I I think what holds them back in the discussion is that they unlike Nebraska they played a few close games like Nebraska beat everybody and just destroyed top 10 opponents left and right Um, those Hurricanes struggled with Boston College who was not a very good team Mm -hmm. an unranked team at the time Um, they they need an interception to to preserve that win Uh, same thing against Virginia Tech that year so uh, as as great on the depth as they were. Uh, I think the Huskers prevail in, in, in my mind over the Hurricanes there. The uh, the LSU team of a few years ago with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, of course, they were highlighted with the Super Bowl here uh, in the last year. That's another team that, that probably deserves to be in the discussion, in my mind, as a, mm-hmm. as a top five type yeah. of team because they beat, uh, these teams didn't all finish in the top ten, but they beat seven teams while they were in the top ten that season on their way to an undefeated season. Uh, obviously ended up with the, the victory over Oklahoma in the in the playoffs and then Clemson in the championship game. Um, so I think as far as the late, you know, lately, the last couple of years, I think LSU certainly has an argument there. You mentioned some of those other teams. Um, you know, the, the USC team of 2004, I think, you know, you have the, the two Heisman Trophy winners there with Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush. Um, they probably have an argument. The 1971 Huskers actually often come up in this discussion as well as a team probably that deserves to be mentioned. Uh, let's go back. I think I think we have Derek uh, this time on the hot of Lincoln hotline. Derek, it's been a struggle to get you on, but we, we got you here. What are you thinking? Are you are you still there, Derek? Man, there is some sort of problem. We're just not, it's going to be difficult to hear from Derek. Derek's not feeling this. <laughs> well, he's called <laughs> in three times now and one way or the other, we just can't, uh, we can't seem well, to get him there. Well, until we get Derek in,
0: I mean, I think there's something to also look at, right? You know, the sporting news player of the year was Tommy Frazier. The John United's, Golden Arm was Tommy Fraser. The UPI Player of the Year was Tommy Frazier. The Maxwell Award winner was Tommy Frazier. First <laughs> team All-Americans were three of them, Tommy Frazier, Aaron Graham, and Jared Thomas. Then you had um, the second team was Terrell Farley. Third team was Grant Wistrom, Aaron Taylor. Honorable mentions was Chris Dishman, uh, Amon Green, who was the backup, uh, I, I dare say, who became the starter only by way of, of suspension. Christian Peter. And then you have... Uh, Tommy Frayer, to, uh, the Big 8 Player of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, Terrell Farley, Amon Green, Freshman of the Year, Newcomer Freshman of the Year, or newcomer of the year Amon Green. And then, all look, look, the whole team was first team all Big 8,
1: bro. I mean,
0: <laughs> Eric Anderson, Chris Dishman, Terrell Farley, Tommy Frazier, Aaron Graham, Amon Green, Christian Peter, Aaron Taylor, Jared Thomas, Tyrone Williams, and Grant Wischel second team the whole team basically lit up the board as far as all big eight i mean they did they have room for anybody else on the squad they had top 10 uh, teams within those those players uh in in that realm also so it's this it that team was just bro i get i get excited i get excited just thinking about that and 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 probably my my, my best friend cluster johnson Doggone led the team in receiving yards at like three hundred and sixty something yards.
1: Oh yeah, when they decided to pass, they were a lot of times just wide open, like the other team couldn't see it coming. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. look, okay, here we go. Hopefully, this time we got Derek on the line. Derek, are you there? Hey, I'm here, guys. Can you hear me? Okay, we can hear you. We can hear you. Hey, you know, and you said, "Cluster Johnson." I tell you, Strickland,
0: there's nothing better. Than to see that smile that that kid had on his face 24 7. It just, that brings chills back to me. But here's a, something I'm going to throw out. It's not necessarily, you're right, the 95 team could probably, they could have probably hung with the 49ers that year. But, I, you know, I wonder if Nebraska hadn't been screwed over. In the Orange Bowl in January of '94, after Tommy's first season, '93. How would that team rank in terms of all time greatness? I'm interested to hear your take on that, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, obviously, that would have been the you know the beginning of the dynasty, and you would have the Butkus Award winner Trev Alberts, uh, of course, the current athletic director, and, and some other guys um, that didn't quite extend to the '95 season in there. So um, I think that I think that's a good point, to, and maybe something that gets overlooked a little bit. Um, obviously, because Nebraska didn't quite up, end up winning that game, and then the other part of it I think is that <laughs> Nebraska's been screwed over. I, I don't want to say screwed over. I suppose the one loss teams that you put up there as far as Nebraska's like list of great one loss teams a lot of people again will go back to the 1999 team that we talked about earlier the 1983 team of course when they went for two and to the outright championship instead of splitting the championship there um, is going to go down all, uh, all you know not just in Nebraska but as all, one of the all-time greats as far as one of the best you know one loss teams in history but um, yeah that 1993 team probably has a, a bit of, a, of an argument as well um, I think the one one thing that held them back, and, and one thing that helped the 1995 Huskers was the strength of the conference. Right, you ended up with four teams, including Nebraska, in the top ten. Whereas in 1993, yeah, you, you had uh, three teams finish in the top twenty, but not necessarily uh, top ten type of teams. So I, I think that um, you know it, it's good to remember back on them. And then the other thing is, you know, some of the close games. Um, you know, UCLA was pretty close. The, the Kansas game was pretty close again, as, a, as opposed to the '95 team where they just destroyed everybody. But it does worth the mention. It is worth the mention. Because I think that team is overlooked. I know some people believe if that field goal had gone in, that maybe they wouldn't have the motivation that that was required to come back and win those in '94 and '95. But who knows? Maybe they could have added. You know, it, it could have been four and five years there for the Huskers.
0: To be honest, Bach, that 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 game shouldn't have even come down to a field goal. I yeah. mean, they were there were some. Doo-doo.
1: <laughs> mysterious calls oh, that went on instant in that game, replay bro. that game would have been different. oh my different
0: gosh it was uh, I mean there was phantom blocking in the back calls it was it was kind of like they was trying to give Bobby Bowden one bro I don't it just felt yeah. like that that's how I felt in my heart because I'm like come on man there I mean that run back that, that 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 um you know punt return for the touchdown and then there was all kinds of just phantom calls bro that was just coming out of the woodworks and I just no, I don't even think Think it should have come down to the field goal to be honest yeah that's I, just my that's my opinion no I mean I, I
1: think most of the state agrees and right I here. told Charlie
0: Ward about it too when I played with the Knicks with him I t- said <laughs> no bro y'all didn't get that one bro no we did no my boy you didn't get that one
1: <laughs> that's no, cool. cool that one did, he, did you ever uh, like I, I guess I don't know what you would do maybe play like two hand touch with Charlie but to play with a dual threat athlete that was that good uh, was, was he pretty I mean did he ever did he bring up football obvious often. Obviously Nebraska was still kinda you know pretty close to the top of their heyday when you were playing with them.
0: Now Charlie Charlie was he was a very just no nonsense, quiet, keep to himself. I, I don't even know how he was a top quarterback like that because I, I don't know how his cadence would.
1: have, <laughs> He was just so
0: quiet and just reserved, and he just sat there and he was just so docile, and he just, he just kind of just went about his way and yeah. his thing. So I, I was, I, I was like, how does your cadence like do it too? How, how, how do you do that? Because. I barely sometimes heard him say 13. He would say 13 with his fingers. I mean, we... That's <laughs> <laughs> calling out the place.
1: <laughs> I did want to oh, run through shoot. one time because it's always worth doing it. Uh, I, I I think that uh, that Tom Osborne would coach circles around Larry Coker for what it's worth. Uh, but this Miami team, it's just fun to run through uh, that roster before we get done. The 2001 Miami team, obviously coached by Ken Dorsey. The running back room had Clinton Portis, Frank Gore, Willis McGahee, and Najee Avenport. It was hard that's for crazy. Najee to get any carries. I mean, that's crazy. That's, yeah. It's crazy. you did you even
0: get any reps? Yeah. Bryant, McKinney,
1: Bryant McKinney was uh, block form. Kellen Winslow and Jeremy Shockey uh, were the tight ends. Andre Johnson out at wide receiver. On the defensive side, he had Vince Wilfork, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Jonathan Vilma, and Philip Buchanan. I mean, and, and, and there's more. I mean, there's more guys. Um, but just a lot of those guys went to become all pros. So I, I think a lot of times, and somebody on the text line did say this, you know, Maybe the most talented team uh, was uh, the Miami of 2001, but probably the the best, the most dominant team uh, was 1995 Nebraska. So sometimes it just kind of depends on how you word it. But uh, like I said, I I, I think I give Nebraska the edge there uh, either way, because one, because I'm in Nebraska, and two, though very seriously, because Nebraska didn't play close to anybody. They destroyed everybody, and Miami Mm -hmm. uh, fiddled around with a few teams that year. So uh, I still think 95 Nebraska is the best of all time. We were going to have to take a quick break. We did uh we are up against it unfortunately, but on the other side, uh you're going to want to give us a call right now cuz your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is here. Uh it, the topic today I believe is Heisman trophies as well. So, uh we've been kind of talking about college football. We'll, we'll keep that theme going. Give us a call 402-464-5685. The first to do so, I mean call right now, uh, because the first to do so will have the chance uh, to beat Strick in our game show and uh, and take home the chicken that's coming up next year shootout with strick on 93.7 the ticket on on the block